0: Join the guild and secure your ticket to Scott's sale at the best possible price by visiting MaxLawEvents.com.
1: I also changed the way I practice. So I'm no longer the lawyer that's going to court and trying cases. I've actually stepped down a little bit and now I'm a business owner. So I have the time now to cater to that relationship and, you know, bring in the business, meet with the clients, and not be so overwhelmed
2: run your law firm the right way, the right way. Yeah. this is the maximum lawyer, maximum lawyer podcast your hosts jim hacking and tyson mutrix let's partner up and maximize your firm welcome to the show welcome back to the maximum lawyer podcast i'm jim hacking
3: and i'm tyson mutrix what's up Jimmy?
2: Tyson, my friend, it was a good weekend. I hope you had a good weekend. Fall sort of started, but it's getting hot again, so I'm not too happy about that.
3: It's kind of weird. We had some really chilly weather. Actually, we got out into the 40s one night, and then now this week's going to be back into the 90s, which is kind of insane. But uh, hopefully you had a good weekend, though.
2: Yeah, and you you and I were just talking off the air before we got on, and I was looking at our metrics on Libsyn today, and it looks like our monthly downloads has really gone up.
3: Yeah, we had a 25% increase in downloads, which is just insane. So we're going to have to figure out what we're doing right. So some people are, are probably spreading the word, which is great. So we really appreciate that.
2: Yep. Well, we're excited about our guest today. It's one of our favorite attendees of the Max Law Conference, Naomi Quintier-Vasquez. Noemi is a immigration and criminal attorney down in Georgia. And I'll never forget when I met her because... It was at the party on the first day of the conference, and she sort of walked right through this big crowd and gave me a big hug. She sort of beelined right to me, and she said she was pushing people out of the way, saying, I don't want to talk to all you guys. I want to talk to Jim. So that was sort of fun.
1: Well, that's because Tyson wasn't there, Jim, but yeah.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. He wasn't there yet. That's right.
1: Well, yeah, I love I'm her you guys. favorite, Jim. <laughs> you both are my favorite, truly. Have changed my life. You guys have changed my life and my practice. I'm very happy to be joining you guys today.
3: That's great to hear. It's a very political response, too. I like it. Tell us a little bit about your firm, your practice, and, and sort of how you got to where you are now.
1: Well, I am an immigration attorney with a heart and a passion and a love for criminal defense. And I'm really a criminal defense attorney turned into an immigration attorney because I couldn't get employed while I was in Georgia. I'm originally from New York, practiced there a couple of years, then came here and interviewed for a firm where they were like, I had to wait an hour to see the partner because that's how many people were there to sign up for their services. And I was very excited. I said, wow, you know, look who these people I can like change their lives. And I did not get hired. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I basically told my husband, I said, I can do this immigration stuff. I can change people's lives. And he says, I'm going to give you three months and you better get it done. And now it's been over uh, seven years and we've expanded and I am doing phenomenal and I love what I do and I'm excited every day to come to work. And that's really what matters as an attorney.
2: Isn't that a great lesson about how sometimes the things that you think are bad, not getting a job, just turn out to be the best thing going for you? And I really like the way you you think about that.
1: Well, you know, I have a pet peeve for returning phone calls and emails. And I remember telling him partner. I said, look, I'm excited for what you're doing here. And when are you making a decision? And he says, well, sometime this week. And I interview on a Monday and I waited till Wednesday to send him an email. And I said, look, it was great meeting you. And even if I don't get hired, please just keep me posted. You have a great thing going. I would love to refer clients to you. And I never heard from him. And that was the moment that I said, if someone that is not returning phone calls to a fellow attorney could be that successful, then I can do it because it just defines to me the type of law firm that it is and the type of lawyer. And later on in my career I learned that I was blessed not to be hired. It is one of the worst firms here in Atlanta. And I was correct in my assessment of this partner. And that just goes to show that sometimes just returning an email or a phone call really says a lot about the person at the end also the attorney and how they practice and run their business.
3: All right, Noemi, so you told us off air that you've got a book of things that you have done since the conference. And so I want to hear about that in a little bit, but the one thing I care about the most is you were on a hot seat during my presentation and it, we ended up having, I think a revelation. It was kind of nice going through everything. And I think whenever you first stood up, you, were, you said you're doing all these different things and, and you try to narrow it down. There is a bottleneck in your practice. My question is, Do you recall what the bottleneck was and have you fixed the bottleneck?
1: Yes, I found a solution. I don't know if it's it's been fixed or not. So, you know, I found you guys and you've changed my practice. So I've been practicing since 2005 and I've been on my own now for over nine years. And I have to say I've never had a website. Right, So I come to Maximum Lawyer and I'm learning all these great things. And one of the first things that I wanted to do was just organize myself. So you guys have provided me with every single tool to get to the next level where I want to be. And I've actually kept a journal of what I've done differently since I've attended Maximum Lawyer Conference. But the bottleneck was the fact that I was doing everything, right? And I remember you saying to me, well, you need an intake specialist, right? So I come back to my firm and I'm like, oh, fired up. And I'm like, I need an intake specialist, right? So I'm like ready to, you know, hire someone. And then I did a lot of... Thinking, and I said, you know what? What is my firm about? You know, what does it stand for? And I realized that, you know, I'm a brand. Like people are attracted to who I am and my personality. So, what I did instead of hiring an intake specialist, I redefined the roles of the people that I do have on board. And then I hired two additional staff members. And I also changed the way I practice. So, I'm no longer the lawyer that's going to court and trying cases. I've actually stepped down a little bit, and now I'm a business owner. So I have the time now to cater to that relationship and, you know, bring in the business, meet with the clients, and not be so overwhelmed. So that's what I did, because for me, it wouldn't work having an intake specialist just yet because I'm not where I want to be. And I need to have a stronger foundation to then give that role to somebody else and kind of just step in at the end. So I will get there, but I'm not there yet. But I did make some concessions and some changes to help me move to where I need to be.
2: Let's step back a little bit and talk about where you came from. So when you opened up your firm, when was that? And then how did you start bringing in clients and how have things changed?
1: So I moved here in 2011 and I was on my own. I was a public defender for many years. I've been practicing law since 2005. I love trying cases. I then did personal injury for a huge law firm in New York. And then I went on my own because I was getting ready to transition to Georgia. So since 2011, I've been here in Georgia. I could not get employed because I was like a seasoned lawyer and my Uh, resume really said criminal defense. And I had no experience in Georgia, even though I'm bar in Georgia and licensed. And, you know, desperation kicked in. And really, the grace of God, I interviewed for this firm, which I didn't get hired. And that kind of promoted me to say, I can do this on my own. So I was very smart to say, how can I gain the experience? And I started tapping into community resources and looking for a profit that would utilize my free time, and I did that. I held hands with a nonprofit that actually was a nightmare that turned into a blessing. And this is a lesson for young lawyers that are listening. When you don't have the experience and you're looking to get a mentor or someone that you're going to hold hands with, you need to do your homework because you know, you're holding hands with someone's else reputation that can damage you or, could, or move you forward. And in my case, uh, this was like an organization turning to a notario, which is like an immigration world. It's, you don't want to be associated with that. So I volunteered my time for one month. And in one month, this lady introduced me to the radio and also to the owner of a local newspaper. So to make my story short, after one month, I realized that even though I was giving free legal services, this woman behind my back was trying to bring in clients and learn from what I was doing in charge of fee. So after a month, I said, this is not going to work and this is not the place for me to be. But thankfully, she did introduce me to the radio and I just signed up to be on the radio. And I think my personality and reputation and integrity just came through the air. And I became known as the immigration attorney in, you know, in the local Georgia area. And also writing a column for the newspaper forced me to learn immigration. So I bought many books. I joined a lot of organizations. And it really was the roadmap for me to learn immigration and to get my name out there. And that really was the platform that kind of Open up the doors for me to get clients and referrals. And now I have an associate, an off-counsel, and I'm hiring another associate because we are expanding. So that's how I got into the marketing world. And Facebook has done wonders for me as well.
3: What is the change that you've made in the last six months that's made the biggest impact on your firm?
1: The biggest one is just being more of a business owner and less of an attorney and coming to terms that that's okay. As you, I say, you love to try cases, but I said, yeah, I can try cases, but I need to take care of my business. And so let me take a step back. And I needed to come to terms that that was okay. It didn't mean that I was not going to be an attorney and just a business owner. It just meant that for the season that I'm in, in my business, I need to be a business owner. And with that, I implemented a lot of the things that I've learned through your podcast. And one of the tips that you've given is your phone calls. Like I learned from you, you said, you know what, I have scheduled calls. Like every call goes on my calendar. And I, that's my pet peeve. Every phone call needs to get returned, but I was getting burned out. And I said, I'm going to listen to Tyson. So I develop a system, I develop a call script where my receptionist is able to gather information and make the client feel like their cost is being returned on their time. But little do they know, they're actually getting on my calendar. So now I don't return phone calls randomly, they get returned on a schedule and they put in my calendar and I am very faithful to that. And every client gets the calls returned. The next thing I did is I signed up for FileVine. I'm a big, big fan of FileVine. It's changed my practice. It's changed the way that we communicate in the firm. And it's just setting me up for my next venture, which is to do PI. I've also developed a mission statement, like I carry the mission statement in my heart, but it was not visible to my staff and to the clients that walked in. And that's something that I also learned at the conference, just to have a display of my core values and my mission statement. I also created, along with Jillian Todd and Terry Fields, which are two members of Maximum Lawyers, we have a mastermind, it's just the three of us, it's called Just Do It Mastermind, and we have a 45-minute meeting every other week where we hold each other accountable, we give each other homework, and it's just a way for us to uplift each other, and that has kept me on track. I also took another advice from you, Tyson, not that I don't listen to Jim. I love Jim. He's my buddy. But you talked about your emails. They don't dictate how your work schedule goes. You decide when you're checking your email. And I've done that. So I'm not a slave to emails. You know, when things pop up, I'm not reading them. I read emails for my time and I change that. And I hire the staff members. I hire two additional staff and I redefine their roles. So those are the major changes that I've done since the uh, conference and most importantly, getting my website up and running, which should be happening. Um, in the next month and I've also developed a content calendar for Facebook before I've noticed that I will be on Facebook but there was no consistency so now I have a one month schedule of what's going to be on every week and I created a show that I'm on every Friday at three o'clock that I do for 45 minutes where the clients already know what topic I'm going to talk about and they're ready to just have questions and listen so those are the things that I've done thanks to you guys and that have really changed my practice a lot and just given me consistency and it's given me a sense of empowerment and just excited. Like I'm excited to be a business owner, not just an attorney.
2: Wow. That was quite a mouthful. And I'm really <laughs> excited to hear about all the changes that you've made. And you give us so much credit, but really the credit goes to you. I mean, you swung into action. I think, Tyson, we should really think about having Noemi speak at the conference about what I mean by the time that year is up between the conferences, she's really gonna be able to talk about all the wholesale changes that she's made and just walking everybody through all those things I think would be its own great presentation.
1: And I think that you guys really have to take the credit, Jim. I mean, you guys provide not only young lawyers but seasoned lawyers with the information and like what's happening, like what's working now. So we we're constantly evolving. Like I look forward to the podcast because it just gives me ideas that ideas that I would not be able to come up on my own or even being part of a mastermind. It's like you guys are just your own mastermind that we get to just soaking all that information and we have to be disciplined you know we have to be able to hold each other accountable and just be excited and you guys are giving us the tools for free and it's just a matter of being you know actors in this movie that you and Tyson are constantly kind of just playing out every week for us and it's really amazing like I'm excited and I mean it's like what you guys say on the podcast I'm like I'm trying it. I got to question it. I'm like, if they say it works, I know it works. I'm going to try it. Like, there's just no hesitation on my part.
3: Well, I think you might be a little crazy believing anything that Jim says. So (laughs) we'll start from there. So don't take all (laughs) Jim's advice. No, I'm just kidding. But what is your stress level now? I mean, I will tell you, you seemed a little frazzled at the conference. You know, had you in the hot seat. It seems like everything's a little chaotic. Have things changed when it comes to that?
1: Yes, they have changed. And what happens is, you know, I was just running, you know, I didn't have a direction where I was running to. I had a passion. And that's great. You can be very passionate. But if you don't have a game plan, you're going to wear yourself out. And I think I was really rolling with that passion. So going to the conference gave me the tool and kind of like how to organize my vision and use my strength, which is my personality and my passion and my love and my energy with a game plan and tools to say, okay, Noemi, you're running yourself crazy, but here are the tools that you need to get yourself organized. For example, you know, I never knew to systemize my process. Like I never heard of that. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that I'm like recreating the same step over and over when I should just like have like slack and like have all of this stuff in there like those are things that you will think the modern attorney would know but if you're not part of groups like you guys there's just no way that we're going to get that information so yes I was very like all over the place and now I sort of you know just came to terms that I'm going to be a business lawyer I mean like a business owner and I'm going to have to take on a different role and just Giving myself grace, like listening to you guys and saying, we don't have it together all the time, but here are some of the things you can do. So allowing myself that grace and then also defining my role moving forward with a game plan. So walking out of that conference, you know, I learned about FileVine. I learned, you know, how to just take a step back and just really write down my mission. Where do I see myself in five years? What are the things that I'm doing wrong? What do I need to change? So coming back. You know, it's like, okay, I got this. This is what I was doing wrong. And, you know, just really just learning what is it that I want and how to get there. It's really what has changed and just coming to terms that I'm not going to be able to do everything all the time because I'm also a mom. And being a mom to a 50-year-old and a 10-year-old who's very active and I'm working to 8, 9, 10 (laughs) o'clock, you know, it's kind of like, you know, so why am I going to be mom? So giving myself grace and saying it's okay not to get everything done that's on the list and tomorrow is another day. But having the tools, and that's what you and Jim sort of gave me at the conference with the um, presenters, just the tools that I needed and the focus and kind of like that game plan that I didn't have. I just had too much passion but not enough knowledge and tools to get the job done.
2: Talk to us a little bit about that accountability piece. I love the idea that you have a mastermind with Terry and Jillian. Did you know them beforehand? I remember you guys running around together at the conference and sitting back there and laughing and doing all your things together. It's great that you guys connected, but talk to us about how that weekly or biweekly check-in has helped you guys.
1: Well, we did not know each other, so this is another great thing because now I have two new girlfriends in my life. I'm actually going to Jillian's birthday party And also Ryan Locke was part of this mastermind, but he's very busy and uh, he just, you know, he hasn't been able to meet with us as often as Terry and Jillian. So what we do is, you know, we're girls, so we like to talk a lot. And I realized, I'm like, girls, we're talking too much and our time is valuable. So why don't we set some boundaries and why don't we actually create like the needs that we have? So Terry came up with a great idea. She said, let's purchase a calendar. So the three of us purchased this calendar. And we also developed like an agenda, a meeting. This is what we're going to talk about. So we're holding each other accountable. And then we said, okay, what concerns? So what are the things that, what are the tools that we're looking for? What do we want to learn? And there's so many things. So then we just, okay, let's pick one. So we picked, you know, just creating a YouTube channel, how to do that. And we share the resources and we give each other homework. And so every two weeks, It's on our calendar and we meet for 45 minutes and we hold each other accountable and say, so what have you done? And we're very hard on each other. Like there's no excuse why you didn't read that chapter. And we just become like a support system. And I didn't know these ladies before I went to the conference, but now they become part of my tribe and we're really as women, I think we have a different way of practicing law, and we have different issues than male attorneys. I think it's great to have a space where we can say, I'm overwhelmed, and I just need to vent for five minutes, and then we get into you know, what's happening this week. So that's how we're holding each other accountable, because we don't want to let each other down, and I think that's the biggest motivator.
3: Noemi, what do you see going forward? What are your plans for the next six to 12 months?
1: So my next plan is I have to systematize everything in my firm. I don't want to repeat myself. So when I hire a new lawyer, hire a new receptionist, a legal assistant or intake specialist, I want to have all my processes already in place that I can just say, log on and do this or look at this video. That's number one. Number two, I've narrowed down my practice area. And I'm having a hard time getting away from immigration. So I thought of a way, how can I get into the english-speaking markets i'm working on a podcast and a facebook page called girl lawyer on a mission and that can be my marketing tool so i'm trying to get into the pi world along with heavier criminal defense cases in the federal level because i do handle federal cases so my goal for the next six to nine months is really getting my ship strong and able to ship on its own so if i can then sit back and say what do i need? as an attorney now to get more federal cases and who do I need to hold hands with for this PI because I cannot be federal defense, you know, like do defense work and PI and be great at it. And I've come to terms with that. So I, I have enough counsel uh, who is handling just all my PI cases because I I cannot be a jack of all trades. So that's what I'm I'm just gearing up to. Get my shit stronger where it can sell on its own and I can sit back and just grow as a firm and also get the area of law that I want to invest in for the rest of my life, which is criminal defense and invest in that in learning and then also create a team that could eventually handle all the PI and just be good at that. And I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get away from immigration. It seems to be tugging. It seems to be an area that uh, a lot of people want to come to me because I offer that peace, that calm, that conference, and I and I don't know if I can as a human being really get away from that side of practicing law, which is just to bring so much joy to someone that is in so much pain. I don't know if ultimately I'll be able to get away from that, but from a business perspective, I would like to not do as much immigration because it is emotionally draining.
2: How has your team responded to you as you came back from the conference and started implementing these changes?
1: I think they were lost before, kind of like, because I'm very energetic and it's like, okay, so she's saying do this, do that. But the difference is that I came back with tools and a plan. So I think they started to respect that vision and that way of moving. Like they really saw me saying, we're going to do this and here are the tools and here is done versus I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, let's do this and let's get, you know, let's get excited about that. And then I moved on to a different task because I wasn't able to get that done. What they see now is someone that's really in charge, someone that's holding herself accountable and also the team and that also has a system in place to get it done. And I think they're motivated and they're, it's not negotiable at my firm now. Like we're growing, I'm investing uh, the money that I need to and it's non-negotiable. Everyone has to just aim for excellency. And now we have the tools and it's just like we got to get it done. And my staff been with me since the beginning. So they're growing with this. And I think they're proud of who I have become as a boss. And they're not afraid to just follow me in this new crazy, you know, mission and like empire that I have on top of my head, they're really just kind of applauding me and saying, what do you need? Let's do this because they're confident that it can get done. Now that I have, you know, the tools and the help from you guys to just say, okay, this, this this is how it's going to get done.
3: All right, Noemi, we're getting close to time, but I do want to ask this question. What do you struggle with the most now?
1: It's my work schedule. That's what I struggle with the most. I love to do to-do lists. I have a to-do list every day. And I think my biggest struggle is prioritizing because I haven't been able to get away completely from being a lawyer because I haven't hired this new associate. So that's my biggest struggle. How do I prioritize that I have motions to do and I need to get ready for Facebook and I need to make sure the bills are paid and I need to return phone calls and also return emails and kind of just have a day for myself to grow the fund. That is my biggest struggle now. And just balancing that, having more staff doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be better, but really teaching your staff to be their best self every day. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard because you gotta motivate them and also manage them at the same time and say, are you holding yourself accountable? So my biggest struggle is just knowing how to prioritize what's on my to-do list.
2: Nomi, for my last question, how do you structure your day and your week?
1: That's a good question, Jim. So with this uh, mastermind group that I have with Jillian and Terry, we actually bought an elephant planner, it's a girl thing. And um, every Sunday I get I sit down, it's a new thing we've been doing now for three weeks, I think, where I map out my week and I say, okay, what's on my to-do list? And how am I going to, what am I doing Monday? Is Monday going to be the day that I'm going to just think about how I'm gonna grow the firm, or is gonna be the day that I'm gonna do motions? What day am I gonna do letters? So that's the way that I structure my week, unfortunately, because I am the rainmaker in my office and I do immigration. And when people are in custody, you can't say, well, come in on Thursday because those are my consultation days. Every day is kind of like I need to reorganize myself because, you know, even though I pick two days only to do consultations, we have those consultations that have to be uh, taken care of because someone is in custody and we need to move quickly under the immigration world. So it's hard to kind of just pick yourself back up and say, okay, today I was supposed to do motions for five hours or three hours. And that's going to have to be to two hours because now I have an emergency that came in. Good stuff.
3: All right. So we're going to wrap things up. This has been a really just awesome episode. I think it's been really great just to hear about your growth. It's been great. But before we get to our tips and our hack of the week, I want to remind everyone to go to the Facebook group, see what's going on there. A lot of activity, People are starting to actually add forms to things, and I'm going to add one today. Someone asked about a spreadsheet for the 12-week year that I created, and so I'm going to add that there. So there's a lot of great tools and resources there, so make sure you go. Also, if you don't mind, make sure you go to iTunes or wherever you your podcasts and give us a five-star review. It definitely helps spread the word, and I think you all have been doing that, apparently, because of our, our numbers have been increasing so much. So, Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? So I think
2: everyone's going to be pretty excited about my hack of the week. I know many of our members are fans of the Profit First book, Mike Miklowitz, Mike Motorbike. And Mike Motorbike has a new book out. It's called Clockwork, and it is devoted to building systems. I think, Tyson, you're going to love it. It's a practical version of systematizing things. It sort of takes the e-myth. And which is sort of a motivational book, and this sort of gives you actionable steps on how to actually build the systems in your practice. I think that the book has been very eye-opening for me. I heard him on a podcast, and I think everyone's going to get a lot out of the book. And like Tyson said, if you go to Motorbike or Mike Motorbike, you can find the book.
3: And make sure we're clear Mike Motorbike is because so you can't because McCallowitz or however the heck you say his last name is really hard to spell. So. All right, Noemi, what is your tip of the week?
1: Well, I'm going to say my hack of the week because, you know, I got to give Jim some love here. Um, <laughs> my That's hack what I'm is, talking about. <laughs> immigration, baby. So I'm going to recommend an app. I am a big podcast listener, and also I've learned that I don't have enough time to read books, so I'm, a, I'm big on audiobooks. And I signed up to Scribd and this is uh, an app where you can get unlimited books and magazines and audiobooks for 8.99 a month and i think it is the cheapest that's out there for unlimited books and you know when you're driving you can just you know listen to your audiobook so that's my hack of the week don't spend time reading at home just listen to it you know while you're driving and it's you can read as many as you want for a very reasonable price
3: very cool all right my tip of the week is to make your goal to hit by the end of the year if you set your goal you're going to hit it okay so set your goal make this a condensed version of your 12-week years instead of make it a I guess that there would be 12 weeks left so this is your final quarter so you've got 12 weeks left in the year hit your goal set your goal and hit it and, and then finish strong so that when you, you get into 2019 you're hitting the ground running so set your goal for this final 12 weeks and get going
1: All right, so I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for coming on with me. Yes, I'll see you guys soon. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.